Anyways, today's episode will be featuring the horror movies Brightburn and the remake of Child's Play, Brightburn, for the first half, and then the second half I'll talk about the Child's Play remake, which both came out this weekend in the UK. So what I'll do is I'll talk about just so it's easier than bouncing back and forth between them. So yeah, let's talk about Brightburn. So Brightburn starring Elizabeth Banks, David Denman and Jackson A. Dunn. Now, obviously I knew the premise of this was meant to be what happened if Superman crashed to Earth. And instead of, you know, being raised by great parents and, you know, uh, having the this is good family values, he turns evil and he's a complete opposite of Superman. Which... Uh, it hadn't been done before. Though in the comics they did do a Elseworld story called Superman Red Sun when it won- when it was pictured what would happen if uh, um, obviously Clark Kent had crashed into Russia and landed in Russia and not in America. So, but anyways, yeah. The film starts off well, they're sitting there and shit. Um, so Brightburn is a as a cast. Um, I think everyone's good. They uh, did very well. The young kid uh, was very good. He, to be honest, at the start, which isn't quite how I thought it would have went. He's not even, like, evil at the start. He's he's a good kid. Well, he seems to be a good kid. Uh, it's until he goes to sleep one night and he starts hearing the voices from the barn with the... He's crashed the spaceship and... Obviously, he's sending him messages and he's talking in an alien language and it's... Uh, something to do with their... Something, something Earth, which is to destroy the Earth or something like that. So, basically, yeah, uh, it's <laughs> there's some like funny scenes, but the awkward. Uh, this will be a bit all over the minute because I'm not really. I don't want to do a read down of the whole fucking plot because you know it's boring. There, uh, some of the best bits that stick out for me. Yeah, uh, the time where. You know, this, the mum and dad are going through his room, lift up his mattress, and they find, you know, laundry photos from catalogue. And obviously, they think, no, he's hitting puberty, and, you know, he's interested in women. <laughs> and then they flick a couple of pages back, and it's like the anatomy <laughs> of a human, and it's like, and then we'll flick another page back, and it's actually the inside and organs and stuff. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's not freaky at all, is it? Yeah, so, yes, uh, leads on later on, the dad takes him out for a chat uh, when they go hunting. And he's on about, you know, hitting puberty and 
you know, you can look at girls that way, in my mind, when you get that age, you just think about girls and the bodies and looking at them. And then he says, it's perfectly alright if you want to touch yourself. So the kid's like, touch what? And the dad replies, your, your penis. And he's like, now? <laughs> That's just like, what do you mean right now? He's like, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, good talk. And then he just like, fucks off. It's like, yes. But the kid does play the weird really well. Yeah, it's, some of the deaths were quite good as well, to be honest. Uh, the, the sheriff, where he just, he gets absolutely obliterated when he comes to the house near the end. The, oh shit. Yeah, that was it. The lady that worked at the diner when she gets the glass in her eye and she pulls it out. I know it's CGI, but I hate shit to do with five holes. Yeah, especially, like, even when it's practical, like a zombie flesh, he does. Every time that scene where the zombie pulls her onto the eye and you just say, I squish and just turn it into gum, it's like, oh, it's nasty. So, uh, one of my deaths, there's. Well, he keeps read the mother again who puts the glass, the glass in her eye and stuff. He's obviously. You find out by the end that he's obviously ripped her open and he's been looking at her organs. He's uh, auntie's husband, boyfriend. Oh, yeah, where he flips him over in the car and his jaws are mangled, hanging off. I quite like that. Yeah, for low budget, I mean, it's it was very well done. But in all essence, it was basically Superman turned evil. I don't know how actually they got away with that, because it's in Kansas. Yeah, Smallville's meant to be obviously Smallville's fictional, but Superman was in Kansas, Clark Kent. Um, I didn't actually know Brightburn. I thought Brightburn was meant to be the the villain. Like that was meant to be his alias. But it was actually his name, which he was just scribbling into the sheets and stuff. Um, what was he called? What was he called? Well, that was it. Brandon Breyer. So, it kind of just like... I thought, well, I thought Brightburn was easier this, but no. Only, only found out that near the end when the sheriff pulls up in the his car and it's got Brightburn company on the side so I was like oh well okay then the, I like the cameo from Michael Rooker right at the end in the credits although the biggest issue with this biggest I didn't have any issues with the film but they play that horrible song right on the end credits that bad guy song that's getting memes and everything. I think she's fucking shit, to be honest. I wish I was a kid and put people rate on about her as if she's something special. In ten years, she'll be nobody. Guaranteed. It's always the same. Yeah. But 
basically, well, the kid's powers, I mean, he didn't have, did he have a nice breath or anything? I don't think so. Mm, no, can't remember that. But definitely had the heat vision, definitely had the super strength, flight, speed. Yeah, at ending though, I wasn't really fussed. I'm sure some people have said that the ending was like a like a twist, but I didn't see it as a twist. So he survived and obliterated his parents whilst bringing down a jumbo jet on top of his family's farmhouse and making it look like an accident. And then during the end credits, you see a couple of brief scenes where he's like bringing down buildings and destroying people and all that type of stuff so yeah um, I enjoyed it for what it was uh, I mean you kind of it's, it's refreshing it was refreshing to watch yeah I'll definitely be painting on a blurry I just think that I don't know A lot of a lot of good in it, but then it's I don't know. I would like to delve more into the where he was from sort of thing. I know you're not meant to go like they're not gonna have the resources to go into that but it's just he, he couldn't bleed and he didn't know what blood was and then suddenly he gets injured by cutting his hand on the spaceship that he crash landed in. Which was his kind of kryptonite, which I thought was a little bullshit. Because Elizabeth Banks snaps off a piece of the ship at the end to stab him. And I knew what was going to happen. I love you, and she's got it behind his back, and he's going to stop you. And... Ah, oh, fucking hell, telegraphed shit. Yeah. Oh, I liked when the kid's dad was took him out for hunting, hunting again near the end, and he... Uh, I didn't actually think he was going to pull the trigger, to be honest. I thought when he was going to shoot, I thought he was actually going to hit a deer. It just looked like he was going to shoot the kid. Because I was thinking, why is he going to shoot him? He obviously must know that he's impervious to pain. So when he shoots him, you see his hair just go, poof, and just flick up. It's just like, well, you're fucked up now, haven't you? So, cuts back, the dad puts in another air cartridge. Yeah, I'm just thinking, why? Why do that? You, you know you can't do anything against him. So he does it anyways. And shoots him. Does he shoot him again? Mm, I can't remember. Fucking hell, I've only seen this morning. So that's why I'm terrible with films. Sometimes films, if I'm really, really into them. I remember a lot, but, oh, hey. but the dad's death scene was probably my favourite, where the kid just literally grabs his head and just heat visions through his skull, <laughs> there's just nothing left, I like that, the pervert scene where he's stalking that girl after having that talk with his dad, I don't know. I found it a bit silly. I found it a bit too 
I don't know, like, unnecessary. I mean, if they want to go down that route, they should just have them do that. Like, they planted the seed straight away when she was bigging him up for being intelligent when he was talking about the bees and the wasps. She was on about people with brains and, you know, it was kind of, like, attractive. Excuse me, I'm just having a drink. So, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I like the policeman, the sheriff, you know. Though, I don't know how you would see the Brightburn logo on glass from where he was standing. And then he had to breathe on the glass so it would show up. I kind of thought that was far-fetched. And I know he was leaving his logo at his crime scenes. Because it was like his stamp, his mark. But, I don't know. Wildlife... All villains always seem to have this thing like, look at me, look at me, woo, he has me calling God. And that's why he's always fucking useless. So, yeah, yeah. What else about it? It's. I'd recommend it. Uh, it flies over. 90 minute horrors. Usually do fly over, especially when you look for them. Will there be a sequel? I hope not. Or it was just a one-off. Because you go down the sequel route, it's... It's a bit... Shit and lessen, lessens the f original film. Because then you just like, well, where do you go? Do you bring more of them in? Of this alien? Or is there a good guy that that's going to be able to match him? Probably not. Uh, yeah. Budget-wise and restraints. That film only got made because of James Gunn. I'm telling you now. Uh, I know he was part of it, but he, his brother and stuff was involved. So, Brightburn, yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. I still don't know why America got it before us, though. But it'll not do too well over here. Uh, due to the weekend it's came out, Toy Story 4. The Most of the rooms that these films are screening in are very small. Maybe you get 40 or 50 people in. As opposed to the normal to big rooms. It's made its money. Uh, I don't know, Wikipedia. Uh, I believe the budget was... Let me have a look. Budget was between six to twelve million dollars, and it's brought in twenty-eight point seven. So, oh, what the? What does that say? Oh, oh, so potential sequels, and what does that say? Oh, so, kind of talking about doing stuff in secret, like they did with this Brightburn, and not, like, and then just dropping the trailer on us, but, I'm saying but far too much, 
that's the case, it just sounds like it's going to be another Cloverfield. It's that type of universe. You know, one film people have moderately enjoyed. I'll enjoy Cloverfield. I know a few people, quite a few people that don't. And then Tan Cloverfield Lane, which I also enjoyed, even though it's a completely different type of film. And Aliens at the End are nothing to do with the monster, Cloverfield. And then they released the Cloverfield Paradox, which was just a heap of shit. Everyone wanted to know more about the Cloverfield monster. And just never went that way. Tell you what film I'd love to see. Cloverfield vs. Godzilla. That would put asses in seats, I tell you that. Never mind this Kong vs. Godzilla. I still don't know how that's going to work. Uh, King Kong will be... Jumping around him, but... Godzilla's fucking huge, so that's, I don't know. That's another topic for another day. But Brightburn, yeah, yeah, fucking good time, good time. It's not, it's nothing really based off, anyways. It's like I say, it's just Superman in reverse. His parents are nice parents, I mean, they acting really well, I mean, they're, they're likable. Yeah, they're good people. It's just obviously they're not. They haven't molded him into being a bad kid. It's obviously just this true plot hole of like he's getting commanded by some the, the spaceship, which they didn't have to do. They could have just made him, you know, a certain age hits and he he hits puberty and like you get that's where he gets all this evilness. Like it's part of his race. But there was honestly there was a ton of like Superman references from what I can pick. It was like when she's telling them well I think we both are telling the kid that you know you were dropped from the sky and we believe here you were here for a reason to do good. That is exactly what Jonathan Kent says to Clark Kent in the Richard Donner Superman movie. Literally. I know there is one reason son and you is here. You are here for a reason. Or something along those lines. Even the small little TV series, it's, it's exactly the same. So, I mean, you have to put it this way. It's not a fresh concept. It is literally Superman flipped. It's all it is. And I'm surprised no one cashed in on it earlier. Makes I thought there would have been a lot of red tape or stuff like that where you couldn't really do anything because it is very similar. And I'm really surprised DC Comics haven't picked up on it. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, Brightburn is a lot of fun. You know, don't let it's the negative stuff I've mentioned to get in the way of that. Just. F- Felt runtime was 
standard had to be that. I don't think put any more into it. I think it would have just slowed the pacing right down. Like I say, for the budget, they did very well with the budget they had. Just a shame we didn't have a bigger budget, just to see how far could it really went, to be honest. Uh, some pretty cool death scenes. Acting's very good. But, other than that, I can't really fault it too much. Just a very enjoyable movie. So I'd definitely check it out. Yeah. Alrighty then. Now, we'll talk about the Child's Play remake. Starring Gabriel Bateman, Mark Hamill, Aubrey Plaza and Brian Thierry Henry. Now... I'm not an overly huge, huge fan of the Chucky franchise. I do own the majority of them. But it's not one of my favourite horror franchises. It's definitely not a Halloween, uh, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, those, that's them sort of franchises. So, differences between this and the original. Well, the original was obviously the serial killer played by Brad Dareef has is obviously getting chased by the cops and ends up in this warehouse with the toys and he says some voodoo mumbo jumbo and which is what he tries to do nearly every one of the sequels and transfers his soul into a doll and for few of the sequels he keeps trying to transfer his soul into a human preferably a kid so he can live a longer life but in the new one he's not a serial killer the guy who was working at a factory in Vietnam making dolls he's just daydreaming a bit and his boss comes over and he's shouting at him, saying he's a fucking waste of space and, you know, I took you in off the streets and this is how you repay me and after you make this fucking last doll, I want you out of here. So, his boss walks away and he starts tapping away at the computer and he's bringing up all, like, the safety protocols and the swearing and the violence and he turns them all off. And then once he's loaded on the microchip, he puts it into the buddy doll and sends it away. And it gets took away, obviously they shipped out to America. And then the guy decides to throw himself on top of a car, like out of a window, and just kills himself. Which, uh, just, okay. Uh, that, that was very odd. Like, I know the guy just basically kicked him out on the street in Vietnam, and I can't imagine a lot of jobs in Vietnam. But it was, it was kind of like, was he possessed? <laughs> like, cuts the two guys talking outside, and then you just hear the glass breaking in the car, and it's him. So, yeah, um, obviously, 
stop saying obviously. Jesus Christ. And you see this? Obviously, you see the Andy, the kid off the original. I like, you know, that he's, he's got a PR and in, but they don't play up on the fact, which was refreshing. Uh, and it's it's not like how a quiet place does it with the the deaf girl, which obviously she defeats the monsters by uh, hearing aid and the hyper frequencies. This doesn't have anything to do with his hearing aid. That's not like a he beats Chucky with it. So, anyways, it, he's still called Buddy. Buddy, and you know it's the technology thing. It's all psychotic AI and that type of stuff. <laughs> There's actually some funny, sh funny shit in it. First off, where when the guy goes to take the doll back, and he's, he says, "I want a fucking one with blonde hair." And, uh, the main lady works at the store. She's like, "Well, that's Buddy too. It doesn't come out till you know a couple of weeks." <laughs> he's just I didn't know it was fucking ginger. I was just I was there. Howling at that point, like how did he not know it was Ginger? Fuck's sake! And then, the, and then the buddy too looks even more creepier. It's just Chucky with short hair, short blonde hair. And it's like, is that meant to be Mog Hamill? <laughs> so yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of that, he he takes the when she takes the doll home for Andy, and he says, oh, said, "What do you want to call me?" And he says. Can I call you Han Solo? <laughs> he says, Did you call me Chucky? I was laughing at that. Obviously, Han Solo, Star Wars, Mark Hamill, the played Luke Skywalker. It was all to do with that. But, I, as far as I look at Chucky, uh, I thought it was quite good, uh, animatronics wise. I thought it suited the style and tone because it he's essentially is a little robot, whereas the other one was a doll. So it kind of made sense. Um, no, I, is it better than the original? Probably not. Uh, probably a lot of flack for that. Not a lot of flack because I said probably because I had a thing about it. But it is it, it is enjoyable. Uh, still, Mark Hamill's Chucky is different to Brad Dourif's Chucky. I'll give it that. Brad Dourif's is obviously personality. Whereas Mark Hamill does more of like a, like I say, a, a fucked up artificial intelligence. So, <laughs> I knew straight away when the cat scratched Andy and then Chucky's looking, what's that? He's like, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then he's looking at the cat. The cat hurt you, Andy? <laughs> I was like... He's gonna fucking strangle that cat. And he comes back, he's big red eyes in his face. I was laughing at that. No, I don't condone violence against animals. Jesus Christ, you gotta watch what you see these days. Even joking on about stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all of them, uh, acting wise, they're alright. Yeah. I did think the Annie's mother was a lot 
was younger than what she was. Obviously, she just says I had a very sweet 16. So I was kind of like, oh, that makes her 28. But then I thought I was 34. So I was like, well, you could have them when you were 18. Or 20. Jesus. Uh, but the, the guy, the, 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 the guy that she was seeing... He looks like another actor, and I could have sworn it was him, and I looked up, googled it. You know, that's the thing where you always google everything, that's me. And it wasn't the guy I thought it was, but the guy I thought it was is a British actor. And it just wasn't him. It looks very, very similar. Plus, he looks old as fuck compared to her. Which, that doesn't mean anything. You can go out with who you want, but it kind of looked, it looked weird though, it didn't look natural he looked like she was a babysitter and he was like the dad and that was his kid yeah the relationship between the kid and you know his mom's boyfriend which in all honesty wouldn't happen yeah the mother would not if you're any kind of decent mother the mother would tell that guy to fuck off the way he throws andy and threatens him Let's talk about this man to man. He got a problem with me. The kid's twelve, mate. You're about fucking fifty-two. It's like, whoa, what? I don't know what they were thinking when they wrote that in the script. I know, obviously, plot points. You want to have motives for Chucky to kill people. But basically, Chucky isn't. He's not really evil. He just doesn't want to see Andy hurt, which is fair enough friends till the end and all that bollocks so obviously after that and he's kicking off he's like oh I wish you'd just fucking leave I'm sick of him so Chucky when Chucky turns bad his eyes go red so Chucky goes to the guy's house you also find out the guy's a fucking tall dickhead he's got two kids and he's married as he puts his ring on and he goes back so he's been cheating on his wife so he like well I hope this guy gets it he's a piece of shit this is everything that's coming on. So he goes. His wife's like, "Oh, will you take take the Christmas trees that lights down outside?" Which once again makes me think there should have been a movie released in October. And they released it in the summer. And it kind of looks like a a winter fall film. But anyways, he takes down the. Christmas lights outside whilst he's bitching and then I don't know if Chucky does this but he's, the ladder slips and falls and the guy falls and his ankles just splinter out the side of his legs and he's on the floor like wrapped up in Christmas lights so then Chucky comes over and he has the air uh, what is it? It looks like a. I don't think it's a grass cutter, but it's like sucking up the. It's got like a bladey, like round blade, but it's sucking up the Christmas lights. And then it just literally obliterates the guy's skin on his head, pulls all of his shit off his face, believes his skull, and he sees his wig go flying, which is quite funny. That's not his wig. He didn't have a wig, but his hair. But it looks like a wig flies. And then Chucky leaves Andy a present of his face. Now, I'm confused because 
it only apparently ripped the skin off his head. Like his full face and head that was completely ripped off the skull. But it looks like the head, he gives Andy the whole head, which I don't understand. Because his head isn't missing. And the. And when they find him, like the cops find him later on. So I don't. I, I don't know what happened there. And the head has got some weight to it. Which is now a funny segment where he's going to wrap it up and th- dispose of it. And he ends up giving it to the, the neighbour as, as a present. But then tells her not to open it until it's his birthday. But like I say, I found that odd. It's like, well, his skull, you see, his skull intact before the skin ripped off. But then suddenly Chucky's got the skull with the skin on the eyeballs in. So I, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't know if that was the head or that was the skin and the eyeballs wrapped around something else. So that puzzled me. Yeah. So, yeah. But, Tucky is. Some funny bits in it as well. Like, he mentions the. This kid's trying to get him to stab. What's he stabbing? He's stabbing something. It looks like a, a unicorn. And he says, Come on, this is for Tupac. And you'll just. Chucky will not say it because he's Andy's dog. And then, he, who's he stabbing? He's stabbing, he's stabbing someone later on. And he's shown this is for Tupac. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, this, the, the maintenance guy. Who's another? The people that Chucky kills are mainly are fucking creeps. Like, the maintenance guy has got cameras all over like the tenement building. So he's spying on women in showers and stuff like that and he's another guy we like good you fucking get it uh, the thing is with the the doll it, it tells you straight away at the start of the film that it can con- control like different appliances in the house household from your TV your heating your lights uh, music anything like that and the uh, machinery that sort of thing that guy gets it like splits his legs right up through his balls and boosh. That's cool. Yeah. But <laughs> I like how they're watching. I'm sure it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, which was an odd pick. <laughs> well, I kind of just had a quick look. Um, seems that Cannon. That got absolved in the MGM, same as Orion Pictures that did Robocop, which there's also a Robocop reference near the end with the Thai police car that's getting driven around the convenience store. Not convenience store, but it's like a general store. And it says, Dead or Alive, you're coming with me. Which is always a nice touch. So. Yeah, the Chucky creates havoc at the end and the store locks everyone in Andy saves his mother and stuff. It's basically Chucky just doesn't want Andy to be with anyone else. Uh, 
and he's not trying to kill Arnie to, well, he does try, because Arnie's been a bit of a dick to Chucky as well, to be honest, he's, he's bashed him over the head, he's ripped out his insides, he's locked him up, and Chucky's obviously not going to trust him at this point. But before Arnie, Chucky's like, Chucky was his best friend, really, because he didn't want to go outside and meet people, and it's cool, uh, so, yeah, I'm, Enjoy it, yeah. I, I said enjoy bright bit more, but now I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I actually. I don't know. Maybe I'm leaning slightly towards trying to play more. Think about it, because uh, it. I remember a lot more. I know it's easier to say that once you've seen that film more recently. But just I don't know. It's got a lot more standout points. The film looks better. I know not the budget, but the actual. It looks like uh, the original where it's in like a part of run down the little town and Mother's doing her best to make ends meet. And yeah. Ah, it's, but Raven was. It was just. It was just. For budget wise, I think it was just all you could get from it, really. But ah, it's a Child's Play remake. Pretty cool. Uh, I, if you're a big fan of Chucky and stuff, I, uh, you probably will not like it because, like a lot of people, that doesn't see why it had to be remade. It's not better than the original. It's different because of the main plot device, whereas it's not a serial killer that's taken over a doll. It's actually a robotic doll with artificial intelligence that's, you know, deliberately being set to kill people. And will they make a sequel? Possibly. But who knows? I don't see many sequels because it gets confusing. Because you've still got the Chucky films that are coming out every so often. Got a child's play TV series in the making, which I I don't know where they get the TV series for stuff like this. I don't know how that would work. You also have what other horror franchise? What is it? That's Jesus. I can't rack my brains now. I'm trying to think. Shit. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't a series. It uh, Halloween. Two is being made uh, end of this year for next year, which um, I don't know why you're only going to call it Halloween two. It just fucks things up. We've already got two Halloween twos. You're going to bring another one out. Just call it Halloween with some tagline or some shit like that. So now, ah, child's play definitely, uh, definitely enjoyable. But cinema experience for this one, uh, it, I think if a lot of people are like me that watch horror films, if you're into horror films, I wasn't the biggest horror fan. I like them as a genre and stuff, but I'm not really into it, into it massively. I know what horror t-shirts, stuff, and things like that, but. 
I find the people that go, oh, I love horror films, like, just a generalisation. Now, a guy came in with, I think, were his two kids. Obviously, it's a 15, so, you know, there's still his kids, and this guy sat in between, and this girl was just, like, trying to telegraph everything I could hear on my row, and then she was just jumping and shitting herself with literally everything, and sometimes it takes you out of the movie where you just like I know people like to go and get scared but it's the point where they're just oh my god and they're like letting everyone know no one wants to know like if you're going to shit your pants do it in privacy privacy I heard us say I literally heard her before she sat down. She turned to my dad and said, let me sit in the middle because I'm going to be scared. Like, how do you fucking know that you're going to be scared? You haven't even seen shit. If that, and like, if that's scared, it didn't scare me at all. No jumps or anything like that. But if that seriously scared you, then that's a fucking crying shame because you must have not seen half the shit that most of us have seen and some shit's just dark as fuck like horrible I'm not talking about real life yeah I'm talking about movies like I'm talking about stuff that you see in the film uh, really good effects I mean can you imagine watching John Compton as the thing certainly not Jeez. Hellraiser. Just to say the whole of that franchise. Well, not the whole of it, but first couple of movies were just for the blood and gore and content. I don't know shit. But, yeah, today, a pleasant double bill, I have to say that. Definitely both a thumbs up for me. Definitely both put them on Blu-ray. I'd like to think that there's going to be an extended cut of Child's Play. I don't know, there's just something in there. They do, we'll leave it on for a sequel. Which is, which, or, which I think all they'll do is he'll transfer his consciousness to another doll. It just makes sense. It's AI, it's the internet. That's what's going to happen. We can do that. So... Yeah, um, this initially, this whole podcast thing initially, this episode, I've, I've been wanting to do this for a while, to be honest. It's been sort of a nerve-wracking thing. I I did a few years ago, trying to do YouTube videos, and they're only like brief five-minute little videos and reviewing films. And I just, I couldn't, I had a basic camera, I didn't have a proper mic or anything like that, I was just videoing them in front of uh, my Blu-ray collection, uh, just lighting was crap, uh, editing, just editing all of the video and audio and and then change it over and uploading it, and then I just uploading. I'm just like, what's the point? And it, it's 
a lot easier to do this because you don't have to look at a camera. I'm just literally sitting in front of the microphone and I've got my Chromebook recording as I speak right next to me. And it's just a hell of a lot easier. Now, I'm planning to do one every week. Yeah, it's just a case of getting better over time. You keep doing something and you become better at it. Now, I don't mind releasing this, but and then you just see how it goes. Like, yeah, that's to be honest, I'm not. I'm not going to this thing and, ooh, I'm gonna, maybe I'll make money off of it. That's not what I'm doing. This is purely for entertainment reasons. It's just a enjoyment. It's to talk about the stuff I love. If someone is incoherent babble, then fair enough. It's just, it is what it is. It's, I want to try and be as raw as possible if I would you know, I don't want to go into the politics and crap like that. I don't, I don't want to do that because that alienates people. I just want people to come on here and listen and kill, if it kills an hour of the day, it kills an hour of the day or they just go listen to this fucking idiot. Well, then fair enough, you know. But you just got to do what you do. Do what you got to do, I suppose. Just don't let people put you off on what you want to do you know your biggest critics are always the people that you know always like and you just <sighs> so yeah don't ramble on a bit but uh, potential stuff next I mean I'll be seeing Toy Story 4 coming up soon but I might try and squeeze another one in this week uh, probably a retro review I'm hoping the UK Blu-ray Blu -ray release of The Run Man is going to be here on Monday well it should be but the same expected delivery date's going to be the same expected delivery date's going to be Sunday next week which is insane but oh well so if that is the case I will get it I will watch it and I will do a retrospect now the retrospect re reviews will be you know more will be more in depth in depth because obviously I've seen these films hundreds of times especially the random man I do have it on Blu-ray, but it, I think I believe it is a German import. So I'll be happy to see what this one's like. I was saddened to hear that it didn't have a slipcase, even though Amazon looked like they do have a slipcase. So yes, if, as for me, I'll be back soon. Um, hope this wasn't too boring or painful and wherever you are out there and if you're listening and I just hope that this was alright um, <laughs> as well as it can be uh, just try my best and just keep going from there just, just see where it goes you know see where the wind takes us so to speak so yes 
Uh, thank you very much. And I'll see you soon. Bye.